Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, Season 3, Episode 10, for Saturday the 13th of March, 2021. Coming up this week, I'm heading for a Categories and Keywords review. My Amazon ads are making more sense now I'm deploying the clicks-to-orders ratio, and BookBub has knocked me back once again. Welcome to this week's podcast. Going to be quite a brief one this week because we're just back from our travels to Benidorm and Alicante. So this was our postponed trip. We took the bus to Alicante, stayed overnight in Alicante, then took the tram to Benidorm. We're in Benidorm for about a week, then back from Benidorm to Alicante, where we stayed overnight again. And then yesterday we came back on the bus from Alicante to Torrevieja. And we're now back in the house, as you could probably tell from the uh, audio quality of this week's podcast. So we're awaiting the next update on COVID restrictions, which I think we've pretty well had. And it's almost more of the same till after Easter. So we can still continue to travel, but we can't go out of our county boundary. So one of the things I'm going to look at next, bearing in mind at the moment, our latest plan is to leave Spain at the end of April or thereabouts. We may not be able to go at the end of April, but we'll have to wait and see. We can stay as late as, well, we can stay as long as we want now. We've got this paperwork, but uh, for tax reasons, we can stay as late as June if we need to. But I've got to have, I've got to hang around a little bit longer because I've got to pick up my Spanish paperwork at some point. So it's really good to be determined by how long that takes to process. So at some point, we're going to hire a car and go gallivanting. But because a lot of my time is taken up running around doing all this various bits of paperwork, and I'll talk to you more about that later, as relates to my business, not quite sure when that's going to be. But uh, bottom line is this week, been running around uh, and haven't got an awful lot of writing-related stuff done. But let me tell you what I have done this week. First of all, the Walker Bay Trilogy 1 box set was sent to BookBub. That has been rejected. Pretty well expected that because it is listed in uh, KDP Select, uh, Kindle Unlimited. It's not listed wide. They don't like that. Uh, you only get you only sneak one or two under the uh, the radar when it's listed um you know, exclusive with Amazon. So that's been knocked back as expected. That's fine. And this morning I submitted the grid in the sci-fi section of BookBub. And because all my sci-fi and my non-fiction is listed wide, um, that hopefully might stand a slightly better chance. A long time since I've had a BookBub of the grid trilogy. Uh, but I'll let you know how that went next week. See if I get a, a thumbs up or a thumbs down on that. Now, last week I told you that I'd had my uh, consultation session with Kirsten Oliphant and that I was coming back to Amazon ads afresh. And I've set up a load of ads uh, on the US and the UK areas. And I've been messing around with the budgets, trying to make sure that the ads start to display. Now, if you think about the books that I'm prioritizing there, on Amazon ads, I'm prioritizing my nonfiction. To be honest with you, I've already always had a reasonable amount of success with nonfiction. Now I've got Kirsten's ratio to test these things. I actually didn't realize how much success I was having with those. And by success, I don't mean I'm selling zillions and zillions of books. You don't sell as many books as you would on Facebook, but you know, pro profitable and worth my while doing. I'm going to give you some precise numbers in a moment or two um, on the Amazon ads. So I've been tweaking the budgets, making sure that the ads fire. Uh, sometimes I need to hire budgets. The good thing is with my non-fiction, because a non-fiction paperback is, is $9.99 and a non-fiction 
digital book is £4.99 or $5.99. I got loads of margin in there, so I can bid a lot higher. Whereas when I'm bidding on my 12 pack, my 12 pack does go very well on Amazon. But of course, I have to make sure it's profitable. So I have to keep my bids low with that 12 pack of books. And having done some tweaks this week, what's, the ads that are going best are, as ever, the non-fiction. The non-fictions are going well. And the, the 12 pack of thrillers is going extremely well too. So uh, at the moment, I'm just trying to get, I'm just struggling struggling a little bit in that the, the books, the non-fiction that are going well are the, are the podcast book and the Create Digital Products book. But the interestingly, the writing books, author platform and five-figure fiction formula, uh, those are struggling. So I'm just pushing the budgets up a little bit to try and get them to display a little more. Now, last week I told you about uh, Kirsten's ratio that she gave me to judge how successful your your Amazon ads are, and I found this really straightforward. All my ads have been listed as automatic ads. And the difference this time from when I advertised before is I'm not bundling a load of books in together. They're all being listed separately now. So the 12 pack isn't bundled in with all the other uh, box sets that I've got. The uh, Previously, the non-fiction books were all put in one ad together, whereas I've stripped them out separately now. I don't really know what I was thinking of when I, I had them all bundled in separately. But, you know, really, I was just trying to get any kind of activity on Amazon to take it from that point. Now, this ratio that Kirsten gave me is a ratio of clicks to orders. And you're looking for a ratio of 1 to 10, or basically 10% or more is what you're after in that ratio of clicks to orders. So, for instance, in the USA this week, I've had 111 clicks, and that's given me 12 orders. This is in the USA, which gives me a, a clicks to orders ratio of 10.81%. So that's fine. That meets Kirsten's criteria for being a successful stroke profitable ad. And then in the UK, I've had 262 clicks on my adverts. And from that, I've had 36 orders. So the ratio in the UK is 13.74%. So uh, in the last week or so, whenever I did the ads, I've had, what's that, 48 orders from Amazon. And across the US and the UK, my ratio is doing perfectly all right. So I have I have some of those ads in the bud because they weren't profitable and they weren't starting. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to focus on the, the, the four nonfiction books that I have and the 12 pack of thrillers. I'm going to make sure they're profitable first and try and ramp those up. And then I'm going to come back to the other books, the sci-fi and the thrillers. I just feel like I can only focus on one or two things at once, and I need to get those working before I start bothering about other things. And also, if you've got a lot of things that aren't working at once, you're looking at the money and you're looking at the ratios, thinking, mm, I'm not very happy with that. I'm spending a lot and not getting anything back. So what I'd rather do is get some ads going first that are profitable, uh, where I'm happy with all the ratios, and then I can start one by one to release some of the ones that I'm having more problems with um, after that. But you know that that's great. Uh, again, not not selling a zillion books. What's that? Forty eight? Did I say to you? Forty eight? Is that right? Yes, I think it is. Forty eight sales over the last sort of ten days, two weeks, however long it is uh, since I did those ads. That's not to be sniffed at. Uh, and I, I need to sort of try and work out how to get them all firing and then we'll move on and we'll look at something uh, you know, different with the sci-fi and with the other box sets.
Email marketing is an essential part of any author marketing strategy, and MailerLite is the service I prefer when it comes to sending out my emails. MailerLite offers a free account of up to 1,000 subscribers, and it also gives you access to a simple website builder. If you're a new author, that allows you to build the two most important components of your author platform without any technical or financial blocks. If you're more advanced in your self-publishing journey, I particularly like the automations, the landing page options, the advanced targeting features, and the automatic resend facility. Where MailChimp can get expensive very quickly, and ConvertKit is probably more suitable for complex business setups, MailerLite is well-priced as you build your subscribers, as well as boasting many incredible features. You pay nothing extra when you buy through my affiliate link, so to check out the email marketing service that I use and recommend, head over to paulteague.net forward slash MailerLite and get your online marketing off to a great start. I did a little technical work this week. I've added a new affiliate plugin to my self-publishing journeys website. When I revamped the website, I found a plugin so that I could display uh, affiliate links to Amazon Books across the site. So I've got another plugin that allows me to control the adverts across all the pages without having to go into each page at once. It basically displays adverts across the whole of the website using uh, fields. And uh, basically the an original plugin that I was using, uh, I don't know how it was coded, but it created too many demands on my hosting service and they flagged it up as a problem and, and locked my uh, account, my WordPress account. And so I had to remove that plugin to solve the problem. And I've been, my, my kind of radar has been receptive to another plugin in the meantime. And I found it this week, I, I saw it on somebody else's website, somebody who potentially, if I managed to come back to this podcast for a season four later in the year, um, somebody who I, I want to interview for the podcast who's not on our radars at all at the moment. Uh, you wouldn't know them from the indie author scene, but they're doing a really, really good job of selling non-fiction books and marketing them. And, and this lady comes from a, uh, a sort of internet marketing background. So I follow her work and I just happened to look at her website and think, oh, I like what you're doing with those Amazon books. And I looked into the code of her website, managed to work out what the plugin is looking at her code. And so the plugin is called AAWP, which stands for Amazon Affiliate for WordPress. It's a paid plugin. I think it was $49 or euros for one website. And so it allows me to put images of books on and it allows me to put, uh, you know, buy now links. Um, they are affiliate links and I could also geolocate those links, which I haven't set up yet. I've just got them set to Amazon.com at the moment. I just wanted to quickly get it set up and make sure it worked. So affiliate income is, is a, an important substitute to the income I make as an author. And it's mainly the income that I derive from this podcast. So uh, when you promote items as an affiliate, my rule of thumb is that it's generally items that I use or, or read, obviously items that I support and that I feel that I can happily share. So Vellum is a really good example of that. You know what I think of Vellum. So me and Vellum are natural bedfellows in terms of me promoting Vellum as an affiliate. And what happens as an affiliate is that if somebody goes on to buy Vellum as a result of clicking on my promotional link, it doesn't cost uh, you the user anymore, uh, but I get a kickback from that. I can't remember what it is on Vellum, about 30%, something like that. So it's a decent kickback on a software that costs $200. Uh, you know, it's well worth having. 
if you use Amazon affiliates, to be honest with you, I've, I've never made an awful lot of money from Amazon affiliates. You, you live in hope, really, of somebody buying a big telly or something like that. But um, as an author, it makes perfect sense for me to be promoting writing books. So, for instance, if you look at the selfpublishingjourneys.com website now, if you open up any page, you'll see that I'm promoting... Joanna Penn's non-fiction books and I'm promoting Chris Fox's non-fiction books and I'm promoting those obviously because they will create great value and great learning for any independent authors there's something I can very confidently uh, you know promote because I consume them and benefit from them myself so uh, if you're a new author and you're sort of thinking how do I supplement my income if you do have any kind of non-fiction outlet, it is worthwhile always looking, if you use a product and you love it, it's always worth looking to see if it's got some kind of affiliate program so that when you recommend it to friends, and only ever, by the way, only ever recommend stuff that you can sort of pin your colours to the mask with, that you're absolutely happy with the service, then uh, you know it's worth having a couple of affiliate products uh, mentioned on your website. At the very least, as authors, it's worth having the Amazon affiliate scheme on your your website, your blog, or whatever you've got. So yeah, this plugin is called AAWP, Amazon Affiliate for WordPress. If that's something that you think you might be interested in, um, then I will put the link on the show notes for this week if you want to check it out. I mentioned it was either last week or the week before I mentioned the rather excellent site BK Link. Uh, it's it's uh, BKLNK.com, BKLunk.com. You know, people come up with some weird names, don't they? But BKLunk.com, I'll put, the, I'll put it on the show notes for this week to save you hunting for it. But I got an email back uh, or an email this week because I've obviously registered for updates and they've got some quite interesting news. I was saying to you that I, I think it was... I'd looked at the Canadian and the USA element of that website. So basically it allows you to put your ASIN, your, your digital book identification number onto the site. And it will then come back and tell you which categories you've got your book linked in. Now, if you want to get a site higher up in the charts, it's important for you to research your categories to get the categories that which aren't which are competitive enough to be making some sales. You don't want to be in a Billy No Mates category where you get to number one only because you're the only book in there. So you're trying to get a balance. You know, I sell two books and I'm number one in a chart. Well, you can in theory say you're a number one bestseller, but you kind of know that you're not. The, the, the trick is to go to a you want to be going to a chart that's busy where there are lots of sales being made so you can make some money, but not a chart that's so busy that you just don't stand a chance as a smaller author. That's really the balance that we're trying to get when we pick our categories. And I use, I use a combination of the Kalytics reports to figure this out. And also I use this BK Link site because I forget which categories I've got my different books in. And it allows me to just put an ASIN in. It will tell me all the categories I've got my book listed in and I can review them. I can see whether I've used my 10 categories. And if I've got the latest Kalytics report, I can then go back and say, oh, hang on, I got two free categories there. Let's look at Kalytics. Uh, what have they got as good categories in my genre? Uh, pick a couple of categories out and get it listed in a decent category. Now, I told you the other week that for some reason, the UK wasn't working on that site. It was just the US and Canada. I got an update this week saying that the UK links are now working. And there's a, a big explanation as to how it all works and, and why the gentleman who, who does this website couldn't give the categories in the UK. And without giving you chapter and verse on it, it's basically to do with to get access to the the tech that he needs from Amazon, he has to have a certain number of, of sales, I think, and he dropped in the UK. And so obviously people who 
uses sites and helped with that and he's back in the UK so BK link you can check your UK categories now but if you go to bklink.com again I'll, I'll put the link on the show notes you can find out more about that so I'm going to over the next week go to BK link and check all my categories and make sure all my books are listed in their full 10 categories and if they're not I'm going to go to my most recent Kalytics reports uh, work out which are the best categories for my books and make sure that they're all listed so this is a big boring administrative task but it's very important because um, one of the reasons that I've now had better sales success and got to number one in the top of paid charts is because I have done this category and keyword research it's well worth doing and it definitely moves the needle on your business if you want to be number one paid at the top of a chart that's how you do it it's almost April and we're getting to end of year account time this is the end of my first year as a limited company. Now, I've been a limited company before with my internet businesses, but this is my first year as an author in a limited company, which means I've got to pay corporation tax. I'm looking at dividends, all that sort of stuff, all that nasty stuff that comes with a limited company. I am going to continue as a limited company for the next year because that is going to be the best way to manage my income and tax at the moment. Now, um, we've now got our paperwork, not, not in my hands, I haven't, but we've got the approval that we're fine to stay in Spain now. And as expat uh, sort of residents, you know, we don't have to stick, stay here for, for three months. We can stay here as long as we want now. Um, but I clearly, I trigger Spanish tax after 183 days in the country that's in a calendar year so um, it doesn't count from when we arrived it counts from January the 1st so uh, you're looking at about June if it were to trigger tax so I've now uh, I'm in the process of arranging a consultation with a Spanish accountancy firm because I just want to see what the situation would be if we did stay in Spain tax-wise now because of where the children are with universities and things like that it's not really the best time for us to completely stay here it's something that might happen in the next you know four four to five years I think we would reconsider it once the children were all done with uni and uh, you know I think Covid's coloured that a little bit I think if we hadn't had all the travel restrictions and the lockdowns that we've had with Covid and everything had been as it was prior to Covid but the kids could have just jumped on the plane at Manchester got a cheap flight on EasyJet or Ryanair and could have joined us out here really easily but because we're going to be picking through all the problems around Covid and travel and things like that for a long time it's just really put a, a, a colouring on whether we could stay out here long term or not and I'm inclined to think that really you know for the kids to make sure they've always got a home to come back to it's better if we probably keep our base as the UK for a couple of years but I do want to explore all the money situation everything like that so I'm in the process at the moment of of setting up a consultation so I can go through all the sources of income with the Spanish accountancy firm and work out on, on which basis I would be taxed. And this is another reason why I want to keep the limited company because I've told you before that the blocker, the absolute blocker to me being out of Spain is becoming what they call an autonomo here, autonomo. And uh, that means you have to pay effectively, it's about 300 euros in tax, whether you've earned it or not. So if you set up business as a window cleaner and you had no customers, say you spent 100, I don't know how much a ladder costs, 100 quid on a ladder, say 10 pound on a bucket and a, and, and, a, and a sponge, say 110 
pounds on, on starting up your business and you had zero customers, you would be expected to pay 300 euros a month, whether you'd earn that money or not, just because you are an autumno and that um, pays for your, you know, your pension and various other social benefits. Um, it's, it's not exactly like that. And there is a, a sort of an introductory period where you don't pay the 300 euros a month. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving it a sort of a Reader's Digest simple version of it. Now, I, I don't want to get caught like that, but I'm hoping that if I keep in a limited company, it might be easier with a tax, which is why I want to take some consultancy on this now. So that's the next thing I really want to get chapter and verse on. If we did stay here and I paid tax here, how would that look? And what is the best way to structure things uh, you know, in the meantime, to make sure that that is not kind of a horrible, punitive, you know, tax basis where I'm spending all year doing tax documents. I just I want to keep it nice and simple. I've got it all nice and simplified in the UK. I don't want to overcomplicate it by getting involved in Spain. Now, if there's a way I could do it where it's nice and simple, that's very attractive. So we'll wait and see with that. But again, you know, there's all these things you've got to consider as a business, but I'm staying as a limited company for the next financial year. And that's the financial year in the UK at the moment. Just to finish off with then, I said it would be a brief one this week. I have done nine of my 15 runs so far this month. I have done uh, 28.78 miles. I've run 28.78 miles in March so far, which is nine 5K runs. It's always slightly over. I always do slightly over. And my wife has been monitoring the walks we've been doing in Benidorm. So I, I think in March I've done... I can't remember what my wife had recorded, but we walk further than I run. So we've done well over 50 miles since March began, probably over 60 miles with my runs. I know my wife was, uh, you know, looking at what she'd walked and it was a, a huge number of miles. So uh, add my runs to that. And uh, my legs felt like they were about to drop off when we got back yesterday because I've, I've just been running on the beach every day. So um, I'm giving it a couple of days. I'm taking a, I'm letting my legs recover from all this walking and running and I'll pick up my running on Monday morning. But I'm easily going to get my 15 runs in in March. And when we got home, I went to the post box and my medal had arrived for February. So if you remember, I've been doing these uh, I think since December, I've been doing these monthly challenges and I, you know, they're just for fun. They're just gamifying my running. But I've been getting medals. I've got my draw here. Let me I'll jangle it a bit. That's my medal that I got for February. It's got a big heart on it, and it says, um, "I ran my heart out." <laughs> it's just—I mean, the you know, the medal's just something extra that you get. A bit of a laugh, really. But I've I've got quite a few medals in my drawers at the side here. Now I'm getting quite a collection. Uh, this is my the other jang. This is my jangling one here. Uh, which one is that? Oh, the, the, this doubles as a fridge magnet. This one, so I could I could use that. You can hear that. It sounds like castanets. I can't even remember which one that is. I think that was. The January one. So I've got a nice collection of medals for all the runs I've been doing. But I'll do this one in March. And then I'm not sure what I'm going to do in April. Because April's the last month. I might just practice or try and get my speed up. Bearing in mind that uh, part run's coming back. We hope in June. We hope it's coming back in June. But if you want to see uh, uh, photographs of the kind of, you know, the medals and certificates I've been getting for these runs, if, if you're into running and you want to have a look, just head over to selfpublishingjourneys.com forward slash parkrun. And I'm keeping a, a kind of a, a, a picture, pictorial diary of all the running I've been doing in Spain while park runs off. You can check out the show notes and listen to the back catalogue episodes at paulteague.net forward slash podcast. If you've heard something that's helpful to you in your author business and you'd like to support the show, then you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash paulteague. 
that's it for this week's show. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you have a great week of writing. From me, Paul Teague, bye-bye for now. Thank you.